Now it is time for my favourite part of a Sunday. It is Sunday service where we dissect all the celebrity gossip stories of the week and condense them and bring them to you. Today in the hot seat, we have the man who had some tea <laughs> with Kim Cattrall and her slippers. It's Mr. David O'Reilly. Thank you. Hello. Good morning, that Laura. Is How are you? forever going to be my intro for you since you <laughs> dropped that accidentally last week. Oh, yeah. Accidentally being the operative word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It was the tea and the slippers. I actually couldn't deal with it. Uh, we're going to get straight into it today. Um, this story look I have a lot of empathy for Prince Harry okay and I just need to put that out there and I know a lot of people are eye rolling already but I do and I've, I listened to his book and I looked I don't agree with everything he does but I don't agree with everything that everybody does but on the side of what he went through in his teenage years I just don't think that anybody should be subjected to that however Sky News are giving us what we want oh my god Laura this is this is brilliant. They certainly are giving us what we want. And my God, I have to say, I have never laughed so hard at something in my life. So somebody in their wisdom at Sky News thought, how can we up, uh, report on the Harry Styles story with something new? You know, always trying to keep it fresh and new. So obviously no cameras are allowed into the court because mm-hmm. the high court, it's very secretive and private, but there can be reporters in there. So they are constantly writing down and recording what has been said from the court. So they thought, well, why not get somebody who looks like Harry and talks like Harry and the operative word I think was the same hair colour as Harry because for me that's all that is similar his voice (laughs) is not similar he does not look like Harry and let me tell you it is outrageous I mean it's not even like he's not even up there just reciting what Harry's saying he's acting it he's putting in pauses and stumbles in the word it is outrageous it's completely insane but I'm addicted but it's kind of how people learn you look you I like to visualise something of course so I need to be able to visualise what's happening in the courtroom so I, I can't read a document about what's going on but act it out I'm, I'm lapping it up I know but you remember it used to be like they'd show pictures that like a two year old had drawn <laughs> people in court like the caricatures the caricatures I mean, it's not even it used to be they still do that that <laughs> yes. is still happening right now well, Sky News are like not good enough for us actually <laughs> we're going to get an actor in I mean that actress delighted he can put it on his CV now <laughs> a Harry Sky News report I mean it was so funny you know I grew up and I really oh you know, all the pauses and everything in it. It was just iconic. Iconic. Oh, this is just absolutely hilarious. Um, This is going to be going on for a while yet. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was the first member of the royal family to sit and give witness in the High Court for over 140 years. It's, it's a trial that means clearly a lot to him. It's a trial that he's trying to really, really garner some important uh, press important press I, I, I preface saying yeah. that on it because this is more than him there's other trials going on at the moment with um, other celebrities like Nicky Sanders from Hollyoaks is actually in court as well at the same time having a case against the same group for phone hacking that she only came to realise in 2019 when Gary Lucy was in court for phone hacking scandals and he told her and if anyone ever wants to like don't, doesn't understand the phone hacking scandal it does a, it, they do it very well on um, The Crown the last season of The yeah. Crown they kind of show that now obviously that's a drama series but if anyone was wondering how phone hacking is kind of 
how the illegal phone hacking was carried out. That will give you an indication of how it kind of happened and the way it happened and stuff. It's, it's scary. Very scary, but also it's fascinating to see this all play out in front of us and it's like history repeating itself again mm-hmm. because this isn't the first time that we've gone through this and I don't think that it's going to be the last. Certainly not. Next up, David, I think that these uh, two stories side by side, are they're very important because people just aren't going out of their way to burn themselves out. Poor old Lewis Capaldi, I really and truly feel for him. Like the bigger he gets, the bigger his anxiety is getting and it's so heart-wrenching to see. It is and I and it, it, you know you have to ask yourself has he got the right people around him but I think it's really really strong messaging here that he's come out and said I need to take a break. But I think he does have the right people around him. Because that he's, he's making that decision. he's comfortable enough to make that decision That's to go, actually, no, I'm on rock bottom. I need to be Lewis from Glasgow for a while. Oh, yeah. So, you, actually, yeah, you're right. He's at capacity. Yeah. He got to capacity and the people around him, he said, come on. And he, so he's not doing any gigs now until Glastonbury, which is June 24th. Yeah, so he's it, taking the break between that. I'm assuming that, and he hasn't said any of this yet, but I'm assuming whatever gigs he has for the rest of summer, he will probably pull back on as well just to take a bit of time for him. I, I I went to go and see him and I know like a lot of our listeners went to go and see him as well. It was an incredible gig, but it was quite heartbreaking to watch him on stage because his tics really did take over and the crowd jumped in and they took over the lyrics and they sang the songs and stuff. But watching him suffer was very hard. And, and it just goes to show too that like, you know, we talk about minding your mental health mm-hmm. and, and looking after yourself and his had gotten so so bad like his anxiety his documentary is absolutely amazing but it had all gotten so bad that it is now physically coming out of his body and he cannot stop it so I just think that this is so important for him to do heartbreaking for everybody who has to miss out on his gigs I know but we'd rather that than what we were talking about the other week where with the Sam Smith situation where they came out and cancelled the show four exactly. songs in at least Lewis is saying I'm going to be really transparent guys yeah. I cannot do these and I think that's really important but at the same time yeah, on the other scale, you've got Tom Holland who has just filmed his new uh, Apple Plus TV show, The Crowded Room, mm-hmm. and it was so um, intrusive in the sense of the emotions that he had to commit to, the performance that he had to give, that he too was checking out for a bit and just really taking time for some self-care. And I can relate in some, some way to this. I just did a play um, in the beginning of the year and it was about gay trauma in regards to navigating your way through dating as a plus-size man, right? Okay. And I had a full-on breakdown in the show and we got to a point where it, I would be going home and I felt like a zombie. So having those outlets and knowing how to check out mm. and how to de- decompress after yeah. a show is really important. But when you're in it, you know, and Tom is an experienced actor, he will be in character for sometimes up to 20 hours a day. Yeah. And if you're doing that on a, on a three-month shoot, that's a lot. So it doesn't surprise me this. And it's nice to see people coming out saying, I'm at capacity, I'm done, time to take a break. And this month is actually Men's Health, Mental Health Month. Mm-hmm. So it's very apt and it's very important that we're having these conversations. We are going to be talking a little bit later on the show about the variety piece of Actors on Actors of Ellen Pompeo and Catherine Heigl. And she delves into this an awful lot, the depths that they went to to get the emotion that they have in Grey's Anatomy. We are also going to be talking all about Tom Hanks. <laughs> Breaking our hearts, to say the least. David O'Reilly will be back just after this. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. You are very welcome back. If you're just joining us, we are doing Sunday service right now with Mr. David O'Reilly. Hello, David. Good morning, Miss Fox. How are you? I'm fantastic on this Sunday morning. Now, we have spoken all about, you know, Men's Mental Health Month being this month and how the lads... 
I'm saying as if they're my friends, but Lewis Capaldi and Tom Holland are taking a step back from their careers just to mind themselves a little bit. Uh, we're going into Tom Hanks right now because he is breaking our hearts, but maybe this is his way of therapy. I, I, th- I, think, I think it certainly is. Tom was just recently interviewed and the topic of him... Uh, loathing some of the films he had previously been had come up in his debut novel actually that was released last month so he was asked about it again in the interview and he kind of got into it and said no I don't not like all the films that I've made uh, I actually loathe some of them I hate some of them to which we were all like no now he didn't mention any by name which I think is smart he, oh of course and it's not even smart from a like keep the crews and the teams that you worked with it's the memories I always think if like on air right the very first piece of advice that I ever got for working on radio was never hate a song or diss a song I just won't comment on a song if I'm not a fan of it because that could mean the world to somebody else and if I come in and I basically all over that and you're going to be like oh what why do they do that but then it'll also change your opinion ever so slightly it, it does like yeah. it really really does I feel about that way about songs so I feel like he's doing this to us about his movies but also I can't help wondering is it Toy Story I is hope it the not. Green Mile no it is not and that'd be it game over but he, he got into it really delved into it as well and spoke as like from an actor's point of view the five different stages that come with being a Hollywood actor like you know being cast in the role then doing the role then watching the film afterwards then you hear feedback then you read the reviews yeah. and then the most important thing after it is the box office records and he said some of the biggest flops have gone on to become cult classics mm. that people absolutely adore so it's like a game of two halves like and I suppose sometimes the films that you would like I found it on there's a couple of TV shows that I've done the ones that I've enjoyed the most haven't been the most successful but the ones that I haven't enjoyed so much have been absolutely huge successes that people love and held laughing at so I suppose it goes not only towards maybe the film but the overall experience and this, this just breaking it down that's his job I'm sure there's jobs you've done where you've been like get me out never again that is absolutely but I put myself in those positions where at the time I might have liked them but no more than him having to read the play shoot the play then live the play for a year afterwards or the movies for years and years afterwards it's the same with anybody but it's it's applies to any job where someone will look and be like Jesus that was deadly or even a photo sometimes God that was that was a great photo and you're looking going like oh my god I felt like crap that day it was the worst day of my life and you associate something completely different with it absolutely it's like when you know when somebody says to you um oh gosh you look so busy on social media I'm like well I'm not it's not real it's really not real so the same perspective with a film you know oh you look like you had the best time on that well that's good because I was acting because I didn't I had a terrible time you know what I mean yeah speaking of acting um, now I know that you don't watch Grey's Anatomy because there's clearly something wrong with you (laughs) what's going on Uh, I used to watch Grey's Anatomy from the very beginning and only recently I got Brian to get into it and watch it from the very very start so we started that last year and we're up on season 7 now which is a bit jarring because it's all in the middle of COVID and stuff and you're right. like oh I've just uh, come out of this Yeah. so we're dying to get past that season but this has been for Grey's Anatomy fans the biggest interview that everybody's been waiting for Variety magazine do this huge piece every single month where they will put an actor on actor so it's an actor who's interviewing another actor I think it's so smart it's, cl- it's brilliant if you know, I watched the Jenny Ortega and Elle Fanning one yeah. so I, they are just fantastic because you never get that perspective where two actors it's always with a live show or a journalist you have a third party who has never lived it yeah so for Ellen Pompeo and Catherine Heigl 
to come in together. This is huge, huge news yeah. because obviously... Catherine Heigl left the show on bad terms. She left as one of the most loved characters, Izzy Stevens, and this is season six, and this so you're now on season 21. It's a long time ago, but people are still quite upset about really? it. Really? It was a different era, it was a different time, and, and she was young. They were all in their early 20s going into this, and she didn't accept an award because she said that she felt in that season her character didn't deserve it, which was a slight towards the writer's room, which then, you know, they obviously work very hard day in, day out, mm-hmm. coming up with these networks. Network TV series that go on and on and on, on. They work so, so incredibly hard. So that was difficult to deal with. And then she kind of got a bit blacklisted for a while. Because of that? Because of that. Wow. And and she was deemed very difficult to work with and a diva. And these rumours have followed her on and on and on. She has addressed this only quite recently because I, I think actors only very recently have started talking about stuff that they went through and what has happened to them. And in this um, Actors on Actors thing, Ellen Pompeo talks about moving into the production side of Grey's Anatomy. She's obviously married with Grey. She's the biggest actor in it. Uh-huh. She's now taken a step back, but she's moving into production and, and directing. But she has started a whole new thing of, you know, just care for the new actors coming in because they put themselves under immense stress and immense pressure. You spoke about this, uh-huh. about doing a play where you had to go into dark spaces Mm -hmm. and not being able to walk out of it we spoke about Tom Holland they were talking about how they got their emotions so raw and so horrible and Catherine Heigl spoke about like one of her most amazing scenes was when her fiance is dying in a hospital bed and she is inconsolable and she said that the way she got herself there was horrible she she remembered her brother passing away when he was a child yeah you know P- pulling the- on trauma that's just and you're going through it all over again it's 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 honestly it's terrifying and i think as well what's amazing about this is there are two women in hollywood as well talking mm-hmm. about this because their experiences will be far different than Tom Hanks' experience yeah. and I think it's referencing for me it's giving the Nic- Nicolette Sheridan vibes when she was killed off of Desperate Housewives oh, and all the fans yeah literally all the fans were like what and it wasn't even like a sensational thing it was like they, they, she ran into a pole she ran into a pole and yeah. it was so like it was underwhelming for everyone mm-hmm. and I remember like that was such a real representation of the bickering coming from backstage onto the screen yeah. and the fans felt left out and and let down and I think by these two actresses talking so eloquently about their experiences I think actually what it does is it kind of makes everyone go now there is a fun side to all of this in this they speak about their teenage daughters who are 14 and they're starting to watch Grey's Anatomy now again they're watching it alongside their parents who are kind of going oh god please don't watch these sex scenes (laughs) but uh, the girls are like oh she's such a pick me girl such a pick me girl and Ellen Pompeo was like I invented pick me girl (laughs) and she said she fought so hard against that scene because in the scene she's like pick me choose me and she's like I would never say this to a man in real life but it was very Meredith Grey at the time it suited the narrative so she had to do it this is the clip and it just it it sits so well now where you're going oh you did invent this I fought that speech so hard yes that's another like really interesting thing about life is some things that I was like so against and I was like why would I beg a man I can't beg a man on TV this is so embarrassing so hard right and then it turns out to be like one of the most successful scenes or the most famous scenes ever so pick me choose me love me (laughs) do you like my acting skills 
That was fantastic. <laughs> I really wish this was television right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm a huge Grace fan, but even going back to that, and me having watched it in the last couple of months, that still seems worlds away. I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot that happened. Of course. Uh, but yeah, very, very much enjoyed that. You can read the entire interview on Variety, but you can also watch it on YouTube. It is unbelievable. Now, our final story of the day, we will be coming right back to David O'Reilly. Oh my days. Davina McCall, she has finally gone and done it. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Okay, we are right in the midst of Love Island. But don't turn off your radio just yet because we're not talking about Love Island. We're not. <laughs> don't panic, everyone. You'll be happy to know Step there's no away. more viral. We are going to talk about a new dating show, though. And look, I'm not big into manifestation or anything like that. I believe it has to go alongside hard work. But Davina McCall put it out there and it came back. She certainly did. Right. So Davina McCall was on the uh, Diary of a CEO, being interviewed on Diary yeah. of a CEO. And she was asked about her goals and aspirations in the future. As if she hasn't done it. Enough. Do you know what Retirement I mean? Retirement would have been my plan. <laughs> uh, yeah, weekend away in a spa, maybe. <laughs> Busiest woman in showbiz. Um, and she spoke about how she would love to host a dating show for older people, you know, for men and women um, who are who have been through life a little bit. Who are actually married, looking for love. Who are looking for love. Nothing more than looking for love. If you want a companion in life, maybe they are divorced or they haven't found the one just exactly. yet. Exactly. So she must be one powerful woman because she is now the new host of a brand new dating show on ITV and ITVX called My Mum, Your Dad. And basically this show sees people putting their parents forward to enter the romance retreat. And I love it. I love it. I was saying to, um, what's it called another one? The hideaway. Whereas in this, it's the romance retreat. And the mums and dads go in but what they don't realise is that their kids are being held in the bunker that it's called and they will be observing everything that's happening surely behind cushions absolutely no thank and you. making decisions on what happens as to, on certain things but the parents have no idea so this is really interesting because we're getting two different perspectives here we're getting a a a, a real dating show, I feel. Yeah. And I think actually a couple of shows are giving Love Island a run for their money at the moment. I Kissed a Boy is now, next series is becoming I Kissed a Girl and now My Mum, Your Dad. It's kind of doing everything that the Love Island people said, oh, we can't really do that. Also though, and I, and I go back to this again, Love Island is Love Island. It, it doesn't is. need to be everything. So there is room in the market for other shows. For that, follow the same format, but give us a completely different view. And I think that that's what we're getting now. So I do, I look, I sit down and I watch Love Island every night mm-hmm. and I love sitting down to watch it. But I'm also equally as excited to sit down and watch this. It's like um, I was chatting to the producer from First Dates when I was covering the Johnnies during the week. Yeah. And she was in and she was just talking about how they match make people together. And I was just telling her how much I enjoy watching people come on and like actually fall in love and she was saying that they go mad for it because they've done that and they see people you know who have kind of given up a little bit and then they're going oh wow this is like this can actually happen and, and you see it blossom that's why I'm excited about this because you're not exactly going to get people who are going in for their brand ambassador deals mm-hmm. or to do any of that and that's all good and well and that's fine but these people are genuinely going to be like 
look, I'm going to give it a shot. Exactly. And I think that will bring a whole new perspective of television. We're going to get a so totally different view on dating. Because listen, dating shows aren't new. They've no. been around for years. I mean, I, my favourite one used to be, do you remember the one that Davina McCall used to have, where they pushed them into the water? Do you remember that, Orla? No. You don't? Do you remember that? No, Orla's definitely too young too to remember young, that right? anyway. <laughs> they used to line, uh, and whoever you didn't want to date, you'd push in. So I'm all up for Davina hosting a new dating show. I'm ready. I'm oh, excited. Love it. David O'Reilly, thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday morning. Thanks, Laura. I'll see you again next week. See you next week. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM.